0: what's up everyone welcome to the podcast i'm your host isaiah copan it's january 14 2021 and this is lift and learn episode 70 In this episode, I'll be talking about why the all-in approach, especially when it comes to health and fitness, is not the best approach. And in the second topic for today, I'll just be talking about good protein sources that you can eat to gain a bit of lean body mass for the rest of your life. Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter, at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. Alright, well, this being a fitness podcast, I have to say that gyms around me are still closed, but hey, I just finished my first workout in, I think, over two weeks now, actually? But before I get into that, man, besides the gym being closed for over a week now, I've had a crazy past few weeks when it comes to shifting work back to more online-focused, of course, with a new lockdown coming soon, the way things are trending and i've also been spending most of my time off with my cousins we just hung out basically for the past like three or four weeks now so i've been pretty off when it comes to staying consistent with training and my meals usually aren't planned for the most part i haven't been tracking much over the past two weeks or so and man i've been enjoying it i'm not gonna lie (laughs) I had some timbits, pizza, cinnabon, laziz, dessert, sushi, everything you can think of really. I even had a full rack of ribs at one point. I had a lot of hyper palatable foods lately, probably more than I had the whole year. That's not usually something I have a problem with because I usually don't buy snacks for myself, but they've been around me lately, so I did have some. And old me uh sorry, old me would have just freaked out by now, but Man, after all of these years of experience, nothing replaces those good old family moments, so if that's what's available to eat, then that's what I'm going to eat. I'm not going to let my body appearance or being strict on some diet, I'm not letting that get in the way of enjoying time and good food with my family or when you're in those social settings. Sometimes you fall off the wagon, but it's not the end of the world. I don't think my physique or even my strength has changed that much over the past two weeks. I've just been trying to get as many steps as I can on most days. I try to walk as much as I can during the day, even though it is winter. I just find ways to do it anyway. And I'm going to talk about this more in topic one for today. And you'll kind of know what I'm talking about when I get there. But yeah, when it comes to staying in shape or healthy or whatever your goals are, there are going to be bumps in the road. You're not just going to get better every single week for the rest of your life. There are going to be those mini hurdles you got to get through. So they have the gyms closed around me, and my cousins have been home lately, so I've been hanging out there, basically. We binge-watched Cobra Kai the past two weeks. Cobra Kai! Cobra Kai! <laughs> uh, watched the latest season of You. I got to play some Nintendo Switch. Busted out Mario Party for the first time since I got the game, like... Two years ago? That was super fun. We had a few workouts over the past few weeks. There would have been a few more sessions if it weren't for the gym's closing, but that's alright. Regardless, it was a great holidays and start to the new year for me, so I hope things are off to a good start for you as well. Starting today though, it's Thursday as I record this. I feel like my year, my 2022 at least, really finally started today because I've started the transition of getting back to my regular old fitness you know the whole fitness and health lifestyle since I'll be spending most of the time to myself now so I did some meal prep my room's clean I donated a bunch of clothes this past week so hopefully someone can enjoy those and now I have some extra space in my drawers so let's hope this year brings some good fortune that's the plan at least So today was my first workout in a while. I did a push day this morning, some shoulders and arms, and a bit of chest too. And I gotta say, I got a pretty good pump after a two-week layoff where I didn't pick up any weight, basically, besides picking up my own gym bag. So my quick home workout just involved a few movements. I started off with some standing shoulder press overhead with dumbbells. And most of my rest periods for today was in the 30 to 45 second range. So I was just going after it, really. I also did some dumbbell bicep curls along with some dips for triceps. And then after those three exercises, that's when I finished off with the chest. So I did some single arm presses off the floor and then did a few sets of incline push-ups along with some normal push-ups as well. It was a pretty good workout, actually. Now, if this was a normal workout in the gym, I'd usually start with a bench press movement because that's the movement you actually want to be fresh for. That's working the biggest muscle during a push day, your chest. But since I don't have hundreds of pounds available to me, I started off by doing my supporting muscles or the smaller accessory muscles first. So I hit the shoulders and arms before hitting my chest movements. And that's because uh, I have 50 pounds for me and... Even using one arm, that's not too difficult, so hitting my shoulders and weakening them a little bit makes the chest movements a little bit harder to do. Speaking of hard exercises, I got to start working on my one arm push-up again. The form is kind of difficult to perfect, and also today I did still work on progressing with my handstand against the wall, and that's still looking pretty good right now. Anyways, okay, so besides that, I don't really know what else to talk about this week, since the only thing on my mind really is that the gyms are still closed, and they're probably going to extend the restrictions past January 26th, so the government announced that the schools and everything would be closed for two weeks, I haven't heard anything about the gyms opening up, but they did say that schools would actually be back to in person this coming Monday. And it's actually pretty funny too, because if you dive deeper into it, so kids are going back to school this Monday. They said that they're not going to be reporting COVID cases within the class unless more than 30% of the class is absent. That's pretty funny. I was in the comments reading what some people were saying, and they were saying things like, oh, I got a new smoke detector that'll only turn on and beep when the house is 30% burned down. I thought that was hilarious, actually. And then they're going to be trying to have supply teachers to fill in when the staff gets infected. Yeah, let's see how this works out. This shouldn't be all that surprising if you see how Ontario is being run right now. First, we had the crack smoker, Rob Ford, and now we have his brother, Doug Ford, running this whole shit show right now. Man, Ontario leaders are something else. Anyways, okay, so before I get into some topics for today, let's talk about this one first. And it's coming from Oregon State, some early research. They think they found some kind of link between hemp compounds, that's cannabis for those that don't know, and how basically weed can prevent coronavirus from entering human cells. So this research is still very early and needs a lot more data, so don't jump to conclusions yet like I've seen some people doing online. I've already seen some people being like, oh man, I'm just going to smoke as much weed as I can, man, and I won't get the virus. Good luck with that. But anyways, the university seems to have found that some cannabinoid acids, I think it was CBGA and CBDA, they actually bind to the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein, which could block the virus. So keep in mind that this is in vitro research being done, that means this was all done in a Petri dish. The study you should be looking out for is, if it ever comes out, is if they actually do a trial, which is called in vivo research. Right now, this is preliminary data that needs a lot of work still. The university is looking into a bunch of different ways to combat the virus, actually. It's not just hemp. They're also looking into using licorice as a possible treatment as well, which would be interesting, to say the least. Question 1. Why going all-in is a bad approach when it comes to fitness and health? This one is actually pretty tough to get a grasp of, because if you do decide to do some kind of all-in approach or go to the extreme, you're going to see results. Like, if you are pretty sedentary right now and eat fast food, and then one day you just decide okay, I'm going to make all my food this week and I'm going to run and I'm going to lift every single day. Then yeah, you are going to make progress. You're going to lose weight and build muscle over that time span, but that's only looking at the short-term goal. If we're looking at this or hoping that this is going to be some kind or some kind of strategy that you stick to for a long time, I don't think it'll be that way because it's likely going to be too much to handle. Like, if your lifestyle is just sitting around or lying around and you have an office job or just work from home and you've been doing that for years, it's going to be extremely difficult to just change your whole lifestyle to someone who now works out every single day and quote unquote eats clean all the time. You might be able to keep it up for a while, a few weeks maybe, lifting and eating properly for every single meal, but in the end, give it a few weeks, you'll likely be right back where you started. This is what we don't want to happen. We need to find a way to create long-term success. So switching up your whole lifestyle isn't going to be ideal. I mention this all the time. It's too much of a change all at once. However, making slow progress over time, adding more and more good habits over time, that's going to help you get to any goal you want. Since this is a fitness podcast, we're going to talk about those kind of goals maintaining or getting to a healthier body weight, gaining a bit of muscle, making better food choices, and why smaller steps to these goals would be better suited for you. It's all about just taking baby steps. Just because you start lifting and training doesn't mean you have to be 100% on your A game every single day. It doesn't mean that every day you're going into the gym, you have to set a new PR. I mean, yes, if you're new to lifting, setting a PR, personal record, or personal best, that's going to happen pretty often. But once you get into a good routine, after a few months, you're going to notice those gains are harder to come by. And that's when taking it slowly has its own advantages. Maybe there is going to be a week where the weight you're lifting goes down by 10 pounds. This happens all the time to my clients. After like two months straight of going up in strength, All of a sudden there's this one single day where everything just isn't clicking and they're quick to point out that this session was a failure. They're thinking, man, I'm not stronger than last week. What's happening to me? In reality, there could be a lot of factors there. The main ones could be lack of sleep, lack of proper pre-workout nutrition, or just some kind of stress going on in your life. But if you're on a good program or have a good coach or personal trainer wink wink, you should still be able to make progress or make some kind of gains or get closer to your goals with every session. Just because you're not stronger this week doesn't mean you can't progress in other areas like controlling the weights more, maybe getting an inch lower in your squat this day, or slightly perfecting your form on a deadlift or something along those lines. There's always ways to make these small little improvements regardless if you're not as strong as yesterday or if you don't look as good as the day before. There's way too much fluctuation within our bodies on a day-to-day basis, and it's just not a good way to look at progress because it becomes too obsessive at that point. And thinking of yourself or viewing yourself in this negative light isn't going to be beneficial at all. When I'm talking about this all-in approach, I mean when our mindset is something like this, okay. Okay, I'm working out. That means I have to eat good, train hard forever. No, that's not true. Or if you have that mindset of, man, I ate a little bit of chips today. And then while you're eating, you're just like, okay, I'm going to finish this bag of chips. Plus, I'm going to skip my workout and I'm going to take a long nap later. And I'm going to binge watch The Office again today. And if that sounds pretty specific, it's because I've been there before. And piling on bad habit on top of bad habit, that's going to add up over time. A better approach here would be something like having a smaller serving of those chips, watching maybe one or two episodes in your leisure time, and making the choice to still work out and get some exercise in regardless. Yes, the workout won't be your greatest workout ever, but at least you went in there, you worked on something, pushed yourself a little bit, and didn't just become a couch potato for that day. At least you did a little bit of something. Because a little bit of something is always better than doing nothing. And when it comes to working out, just because you can't lift hundreds of pounds because the gyms might be closed, doesn't mean you should just stop working out altogether. Use the time off of the gym during all of these stupid gym closures Work on where you're weak so that by the time the gyms do open up, you'll be ready and won't set yourself even farther back compared to you having done nothing for a few months. If you're not moving during these times, then you're going to set yourself back farther because you're just not being active, and it is going to take longer to get to where you once were. You'll start to lose the ability to move properly after a long time of just lounging around waiting for time to go by. I just mentioned this the other day, too, since I started reading books on my Kindle, finally, after all these years. So any book recommendations, DM me, uh, sorry, DM me on Instagram. I'm looking for books where I actually learn things, not fiction books. I've been reading Max Lugavere's book, Genius Life, right now, and I'm pretty hooked, actually. But anyways, okay, so I've been reading five pages minimum daily for a bit now, and that doesn't seem like much, I understand. But last year, I didn't read a single book, honestly. But uh, besides some research papers and articles, not an actual book, though. But if you read just five pages a day, which takes maybe 15 minutes for me because I'm a slow reader, five pages a day does not seem like a lot. But if you do that every day for a whole year, that's well above 1,500 pages right there. That shows exactly what I'm talking about when we're talking about why there's so many better ways to achieve your goal as opposed to this all-in approach. Yes, I could read 50 pages a day if I really wanted to, but after a while I'd get tired, I'd get bored, and I'd find it to be more of a chore than anything else, really. And I know as soon as I go through a day where I didn't read the 50 pages... Whether that meant I didn't have the time or I fell asleep or whatever else, that habit is just going to be forgotten altogether, just thrown out the window. And then my Kindle is going to be collecting dust in a drawer again for the next few years. So me reading five pages a day, spending maybe just 10 minutes reading, I can do that. That's an achievable goal I could do at least five days a week. And it's a really simple goal that'll help me get to an even bigger goal of actually completing a book this year. And I do a lot, like 10 minutes of reading a day, so around five pages. But sometimes I'll even do that twice a day, I even notice. So those good habits just also pile onto each other. This is why that all-in approach fails for most people. You're trying to do too much because you have this overcoming wave of motivation at this very moment. Looking back in a week, though, you might not be feeling the same way. Baby steps. If I tried to do too much, that's not creating this habit for me. And that's the same thing when it comes to becoming more healthy. Yes, I could work out for two hours today, but could I do that every other day for the rest of my life? Maybe, but probably not. Because life gets busy eventually if you have some sort of purpose. But could I spend five minutes a day sitting in a deep squat or working on mobility? Could I work out or resistance train for 10 to 20 minutes today? Yeah, I could. And that's what could help you get to your goals. Those little wins are just the kind of momentum that could get you going. Maybe that means just doing walking lunges with no weight. Do that for a few days. And maybe you'll be thinking to yourself the next time, Maybe I can actually move forward here and pick up some dumbbells so that I could do weighted walking lunges now. And wait, now that I'm getting good at this one exercise, maybe I can look up other exercises to do. And that could be the start of creating a program for yourself or just a new habit for yourself where you're trying to slowly incorporate more movement into your life. So that snowball effect of just doing walking lunges for a few sets per day That could lead into a future workout, maybe three months from now, where you're comfortable doing multiple exercises, tossing in some extra movements like bicep curls or shoulder presses or rows, whatever it may be. So when it comes to achieving your goals, whatever they may be, everything doesn't have to be a perfect plan. And even if you do have a plan laid out, giving 100% effort and pushing yourself to the limit may not be the best way to go about things. Just push the needle a little bit more in a positive direction. Do that consistently and that's what will get you to your end goal. Question 2. What are the best protein sources to eat? So here's a diet topic I get pretty often since I have a bit of muscle and I'm in decent shape. I always get asked, well, what do you eat? I eat a whole variety of foods. Yes, I have a few staple foods I eat every single day. I get a pretty good intake of protein, even in the last few months where I haven't even been having any protein powder. I haven't been supplementing with protein lately. I've just been doing my best lately to get at least 150 grams of protein every day through whole foods. And protein, I talk about it all the time. It's super important to have in your diet because it'll help you, or it'll help keep you, sorry, at a healthier body weight. You'll be more full after your meals because of the satiety that foods packed with protein can give you. You'll also be fueling your body with the building blocks for more muscle, and just overall your body will run better and more efficiently because, uh, because of the added protein in your diet which is used for multiple functions throughout your body, not just for getting huge, bro. And I'll be the first to admit that my diet could be more diverse, or I could eat other different and other healthy foods. That's a small goal for this year, to expand my diet more, a bit more diversity and variety in order to give my gut bacteria some more of a fighting chance when it comes to fighting off disease and staying more healthy, which is growing more and more crucial as time goes on and as you age, you're going to need to pay more attention to what you're putting into your body. Now, if you're tired of chicken breast and broccoli and rice, since that's what people think of as a typical bodybuilder meal, listen, I've had chicken breast for years before I used to think the exact same thing, but honestly, chicken thighs are just better in every single way. They're going to taste better because they have a little bit more fat in them and they're just going to cook better. And I went to look this up because I wanted to know for sure exactly what the difference was. So if we're going to compare 100 grams of chicken breast to chicken thigh, they're actually not that much different. And I think it is worth the trade-off to go for the thigh option. So, okay, comparing 100 grams of chicken breast to thigh. So 100 grams of chicken breast is around 160 calories, and that's going to be 31 grams of protein. And on the other side, we got 100 grams of thighs. On the other hand, that's 200 calories and 26 grams of protein. So chicken breast is actually 40 calories lower, every 100 grams, it's 40 calories lower, but it gives you an extra five grams of protein. And honestly, that's really not that big of a difference. Personally, I'll take the extra calories and slightly less protein. I'll have the thighs in order to actually enjoy my meal. I think it's worth it. It's, I think just go ahead, have your skinless chicken thighs, At least that's just what I think. And that's why it is a staple in my diet. It's just so much easier to cook. It won't dry out as easily as chicken breast does. And having day-old baked chicken breast just gives me nightmares thinking about that. I've been there, done that, and I'm not going back. Alright, so some other good sources include beef, pork, lamb, which I just had a few weeks ago. Now, when buying these at the grocery store, you can pick up the extra lean versions if you want, but I typically go for just the lean ones, and I usually just avoid the medium beef completely. The leaner the meat is, the less extra fat it'll have, but I like to go for the lean version because the extra lean version, while it does have less fat, oh, sorry, less fat, it's not going to taste as good since it is even leaner. Again, I'll take the slight trade-off there in most cases, depending on how the rest of my meals look. Alright, so I already mentioned chicken, and turkey is also pretty good, but that one is saved usually for more special occasions typically. Of course, you can even go the seafood option too, which is great, like tilapia or bassa fish. Salmon, of course, is a great one because you get an abundance of omega-3 fatty acids, which come along with their own benefits for your health, improving your cardiovascular system and your heart health. In that same field, there's also crab meat, which is another lean protein source, but that can be kind of annoying to eat if you're going to be breaking up crab legs and stuff like that. Shrimp is also underrated. It is a bit expensive, but it's a really lean protein that's easy to cook and actually tastes really good. And if you get the small shrimp, you can just toss that in whatever food you're using. I like to just throw it onto like some rice. It's really good. And I can't really talk about protein sources, at least good ones, without talking about organ meats. This one is probably going to cause a bunch of you to just turn it off because organ meats just do not taste good. And we've developed as humans to eat what actually satisfies our taste buds. So whatever tastes good's, Uh, So whatever whatever tastes good, there you go, (laughs) we're going to eat. That's what's contributed to the real pandemic, or epidemic here, obesity. 70% of the world is overweight or obese, which is pretty insane, and that's due to a bunch of factors, really. We've been lazier than ever because our phones can almost literally do everything for us. Even something like driving has gotten super easy over the last however many years once upon a time we drove manual cars and then we uh, transitioned sorry to automatic cars we removed one pedal basically making one leg useless and now we have cars that can basically drive themselves getting a bit off topic there but obesity is caused by our lack of movement and our poor diet choices that's pretty much it and in terms of diet we like to eat what tastes good And I think that's only natural. Why would you want to do something or eat something that you don't like? Well, that's usually going to mean eating highly processed foods, hyper palatable foods that have been genetically modified to hit our taste buds just right. If you're trying to maintain a healthy body weight, steer towards eating more whole foods, especially whole protein sources, as opposed to just having scoop after scoop of protein powder. When it comes to these healthy protein options here, they have a healthy dose of protein, but also their share of healthy carbs and fats for you as well. It's all about balance. So getting back on topic, okay, organ meats don't taste good, but they're great for you. They're rich in B vitamins like B12 and folate, um, other vitamins, and even packed minerals like iron, magnesium, and zinc. If you want to get those benefits of eating organ meats, I think the best idea is to just chop it up into small pieces and just scatter them around in whatever carb source you're eating that day so that you can blend in the taste with other foods that'll hopefully get your mind off some of that toughness and the way organ meats taste. They don't taste great, but they're really good for you. It's like that old Buckley's commercial. I think, I think that's what it was. It tastes awful, but it works. But yeah, chopping it up into smaller pieces could work for you because just eating a big or even a normal serving of liver, that's going to be tough. Even before I knew that liver was good for you, there's this one Filipino dish my grandma used to make back in the day. It's called menudo and that has like chicken, I think, hot dogs, potatoes, carrots, stuff like that. But it also has liver in it depending on how you make it and if you want to put it in there. And man, I really knew when the liver was in there. It definitely has a distinct taste. I ate it most of the time, but there were times where I had to just throw it out. And when it comes to protein sources, they don't just have to be meat. You can do dairy as well. I've been getting a bunch of protein lately from chocolate milk and normal whole milk. This is good for you if you're not lactose intolerant. You can get around 7 to 20 extra grams of protein daily if you have more than a cup of milk. I think 250 milliliters of milk is 7 grams of protein, which is actually pretty decent, especially comparing them to other fake milks like cashew or whatever's in soy milk. And if we're talking about good protein sources, I can't forget about mentioning eggs. I rarely go a day where I don't have eggs. If you are otherwise healthy, having the cholesterol found in the egg yolks, you're going to be fine, so don't worry too much about that. I usually have around 3-6 to eggs daily, so that could be 20-40 to grams of protein a day, and eggs are one of the best sources of protein out there. You can also get smaller amounts of protein in all kinds of foods too. You'll find protein in most things you eat but I just talked about sources where the majority of the macronutrients are protein. So all that being said, this is the end of the podcast. I think a good suggestion here before I go though, go back and write down some of those protein sources that I just mentioned and try to incorporate one or two new ones into your life this week. Get a small serving if it's something that's completely new to you and try it out and see if you enjoy eating it. Remember that having a more diverse diet, a diet where you're eating a lot of different foods is going to increase the biodiversity of your gut bacteria, which has been shown to improve overall health. This could impact your bowel movements in a positive way, your skin, your hair, your bones, literally everything you can think of. I hope this episode helped you along your fitness journey. Any other questions you have, be sure to reach out to me. I'm currently taking some online clients so you can message me on Instagram or on my website if you want to know more about that. Anyways, try out some of these protein sources and you should be on your way to losing more weight, gaining more muscle, and just overall you're going to be healthier and the plan is to live independently for as long as possible. And that concludes episode 70 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Kopan on Instagram, and you can also check out my website, IsaiahKopan.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast.